All right, welcome to the Liberty Block. I'm Elliot Axelman. I'm joined today by two phenomenal guests. First podcast we're doing in a while. We have Representative Nick White from Pembroke. That's right. Which, which district is that exactly? Uh, Merrimack District 20. Awesome. And his awesome wife, Amber White, from Porcupine Coffee Roasting. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yep. Porcupine you got a website? Roasting. Yep. Uh, com. Awesome. Okay. So porcupine coffee roasting, self-explanatory. We have some coffee over here in the background. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Mr. Nick White, you've been a state rep. Is this your first term? First term. Awesome. And how are you liking it so far? It's it's a learning curve. It's been interesting, especially with all the COVID stuff. It's... That's right. First term and growing (laughs) fast. Yeah. it's, It's been pretty awkward. There's been a lot of Awkward Zoom meetings, those types of things. <laughs> but starting with the hearings that are going to start for this session of 2022, are you going to be back in the House? I hope so. I really hope so. So I keep hearing conflicting reports. Yeah, like we have a, we have sessions coming up the 5th, 6th, and 7th, which are not in the House. Um, so they're remote Zoom or they're, elsewhere? They're in Manchester. I, I got to look. They're at one of the conference places in okay. Manchester. But yeah, um, they will be all video video recorded and streamed and everything but yeah I, i'd love to get back into the house i i've never even sat in my seat <laughs> i don't even yep, know where my yep. seat is <laughs> yeah so as far as that corona fascism and dictator snoo obviously um taking over control from the legislature for i think 16 months they're in the state of emergency and the the legislature so the liberty reps and you're one of the liberty republicans tried to get some reforms so that the governor couldn't appoint himself dictator for uh an indefinite amount Right. And ultimately, they put some of those bills into the budget mm-hmm. and got a tiny bit of concession to limit the emergency powers. So the legislature always has the right to make laws or at least uh, be a check on the governor's powers. Right. Are you, how satisfied are you with the reforms to the emergency powers that a governor has in New Hampshire now? Um, it got, to be honest, it got watered down by the Senate, in my opinion. Um, we do have a new one coming up. I want to say... Andrew Prout's bill. I could be completely wrong on that. Um, but I think it limits it limits to like he can only renew three times and okay. that's it. And then it goes to the House automatically. If the House, you know, wants to renew a state of emergency, they can. Uh, but it's got a lot lot better restrictions but on I, it. I thought the current thing that they passed in the budget was twenty one days emergency and he can renew three more times for I, a total of eighty four days. That I think that's right, yeah. And that's a lot. Eighty four days it, is like it is a lot. almost three yeah. months. And I think so. I think we wanna I think we want to clamp that down, um, but that was the compromise I think we came to, unfortunately. And we did get, we did get um, Governor Sununu's. Uh, there was a lot of debate and discussion there between the different the different branches, um, but we got we got his commitment that he's willing to help rein that in a little bit. Good, because before this, it was indefinite, right? It was 20, 20 what days? Um, but he could renew it. Yeah, he could renew it as many, as times, many times as he wanted. He could, I mean, matter. theoretically, he could declare emergency for nothing, right? And if you end it, he can declare another one the next day, right? Right. So, yeah. Okay. There's. So, yeah. Exactly. Still, it's essentially indefinite. There, yeah. There's all kinds of loopholes in there. So even if we if we ended it, absolutely. Yeah. It's just it's a mess. So we definitely are cleaning it up. Um, I'd love to just not have a state of emergency. <laughs> yeah. Section. Yeah. Uh, we don't need it nowadays because if you think about it. The, the, it was made after 9-11, right? So after 9-11, the governor went down to New York, apparently, and, and if the attacks would let's say they launched attacks on New Hampshire as well as New York, right. we would need, theoretically, a governor to act uh, with emergency powers to be able to direct defense, like our National Guard and stuff. Right. That was the theory. Yeah. Um, realistically, there's no way Sununu has, has, would ever have to make any decision without the legislature that he, you know, he couldn't reach them in a minute. Right. I know for a fact that he has the cell phone number of the Speaker of the House, the House Majority Leader, right. and the Senate leaders. Hell, we have their, their numbers yeah. anyway. Yeah. So he could call them and, and ask them to either help him make decisions and or convene a legislature within a day. So emergency powers for one day, I think it's plenty. Literally 24 hours, it's plenty, maybe too much. Well, and he has the, the authority to call us into session at any time. Right? Exactly. So, yeah, the governor can technically so, call a special yeah. session. Yeah, right. yeah. So we're t- when we're talking about 84 days versus 90 days versus infinite, it's so ridiculous because more than one day – as technically yeah. an expert in emergencies, <laughs> yeah. I know what an emergency is, and if it lasts 84 days, that's not an emergency. If it lasts 
um, what is it, over two years since 2019? Yeah. Over two years, by definition, it's not an emergency. An emergency can't be something that lasts a decade. Because right. the definition, That's, if you look at a dictionary, they haven't switched this definition yet, have they? Because I know the dictionary. I don't know. We don't. Yeah, don't go by a new dictionary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but literally, emergency means, you know, in English, yeah. it means something that lasts for a short amount short of time. Short term, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's ridiculous. God, they're, they're they are redefining everything. It's kind of ridiculous. yeah. Well, they switched right. the, mm-hmm. the dictionary dot com. I think switched the definition of Merriam-Webster. Switched yeah. it for vaccine for anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Right. Um, herd immunity. I think. Really. A, a bunch of definitions they switched. Yeah. Very very scary. Like right out of nineteen eighty four. Yeah, right really right out of nineteen eighty four. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and like with the titles of bills too, right? Like they're like the title of the bill is literally the opposite of what the bill does. Well, it's, it's been so that way for a while in Congress. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> Patriot Act and, and you know Freedom right. Act and equality. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, the, there's there's so much garbage out there. <laughs> okay, so with Corona fascism destroying a lot of business, your business is still doing okay. Uh, well, we just started up this year, okay. and so we're still getting up and going. Um, People like their coffee, so <laughs> okay. that's and been Do that's you have a, a storefront or anything, or you're selling it right no, out of your house? No, it's uh, 100% out of my house. Um, we had to get the homestead license through the state, yeah, because they need the, their tax dollars somehow. Um, and so um, finally got that, and that gives me the opportunity to sell online. Okay, so you sell yeah. online and you yeah, ship everywhere? Yeah, I can everywhere. sell online. I can ship anywhere in the United States right now. Or market awesome. days. People come or market days, yeah. Market we days. Do. So you go to the market day. Okay, great, yeah. great. And yeah. sales are good in New Hampshire. The Liberty community is all supporting mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Awesome. We're, we're still getting out there. I mean, we're since we're focusing on porcupine coffee roasting, it's, uh, you know, Liberty. Awesome. And how many different that. coffees do you have? Different flavors or something? I I only work just for the bean. Like, or... What am I trying to say? I, we, I only look for certain flavors from the bean. Okay. Um, so I don't necessarily have, like, a vanilla bean or, you know, any kind of cinnamon flavors but it's whatever comes out of the bean okay so, awesome awesome yeah cool good yeah, good so. good all right so for this session um it's too late to propose bills all the bills are in did you propose any um i did yeah i proposed a bill that phases out the communication services tax over three years which is that's a tax that most people don't realize you pay if you yeah have, if you have a phone line dsl line any any two-way communication services technically you're getting charged at unless it's internet we they okay. did away with internet, I think, back in 2013 or so. And what's that tax rate? Seven and a half percent. So oh, wow. my bill drops it to six percent immediately, and then and then four percent, two percent, and then zero. After nice. That. So that's and great. I, yeah, I got got a few co-sponsors on that. Leah Leah Cushman. Nice. And, um, so why hasn't Liberty Block written an article about that yet? I don't know. Or why haven't you written an article about Liberty Block yet? Let's do it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love phasing out bills, phasing it, out taxes. It should save, yeah, it, yeah, it should save the average household, uh, let's say you got 250 bucks a month, five people on a cell phone, family plan, right? Probably save you 15 to 20 bucks a month. That's that's real money with inflation yeah. the way it is. Yeah. That's, that's a giant bag of rice at, mm-hmm. at Sam's Club, yeah. right? That'll feed you mm-hmm. for a month. Um, it's real money. Now, it's not hundreds of dollars. People would love to have hundreds of dollars, but it's yeah. I, I no, let's chip away at all the taxes. Yeah. Step and businesses too, right? Think of businesses that have tons and tons of phone lines, or they have fifty employees are paying cell phones bill, cell phone bills on, right? That that adds up. So yeah, and another good thing about it is in New Hampshire, you know, a lot of politicians. I don't use that insult for you, <laughs> but, but a lot of politicians will say we don't have a sales tax in New Hampshire, but we kind of do because for um, prepared meals and for hotels right. and car rentals. And for communications, we do have a sales tax. So this will also help us get more in line with being like honest when we mm-hmm. say, right. hey, move here, you know, join the Free State Project and move here if you like freedom. Right. Uh, we have no sales tax. It'll be more honest if we really have none. And same, yeah. very similar concept with another tax that was phased out. And again, this, this bill was put into the budget last year. All the, the tax on interest and dividends was yeah. going to be phased out over the next five years. And we say we have no income tax, but we do. We have a... Capital. We still have a capital gains tax, right? Does the state have a capital gains yes, tax or not? I think we do. I think it's very the state, small, right? It's really small. It might be five percent, but but the state I think has capital gains tax, which yeah. is essentially an income tax because technically short-term capital gains is considered income according to the IRS. I think so. It is yeah. you know essentially income. It's investment income. But the right. the good thing is that the tax on interest and dividends and dividends is obviously also kind of like income. Yeah. Um, that's going to be phased out over the next five years because that that bill was put in the budget and the budget passed. So another very similar thing. So again, I'm glad another one of the taxes. We have a few, but yeah. again, like we were talking about before we went live, the we're the only state we're phasing out taxes. We're getting rid right. of 
We we pulled up the tolls in uh, Bedford. Yeah. We had a toll there, and I've never seen a state get rid of tolls. Usually states are adding tolls. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I always went through that toll, like to and from work, and we said, you know, we don't need that anymore, and they made it zero, and then a few months later, they got rid of it. And now, I get <laughs> off the awesome. exit, it's weird. It's free and clear, there's no slowing down for a toll, yeah. so it helps a bit with, like, not slowing down. Yeah. And they That's totally rare. got rid of it. It's yeah. so rare to yep. see that. Yep. Like, Again, we're the yeah. only state getting rid of tolls, getting rid of taxes, and, and also the budget, it cut every single tax, right? We have, like, a few taxes. I think every tax was either cut or eliminated. Um, I don't know about everyone, but probably, probably most of them. We also, yeah, I mean, the property tax relief, that was huge. Seven, yeah, yeah. Like, what, $100 million back to all the towns and cities and mm-hmm. such. Yeah. So say we all. <laughs> all right. So what were you saying about that, Bill? Uh... We were wondering if all the taxes were eliminated. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. A lot of them were. We definitely cut back a lot of taxes. Cut a lot of spending back. um, So the year-over-year spending, was that cut as well? Yes. With the budget? Yeah. That's great. So they were, what is it? It's been like three years since we've actually had a budget, right? Or or more than that. Um, And so if I recall right, it defaults to whatever the the previous budget was, which is something insane because it's when Democrats were in office, I believe. So um, this is the first. But if it's not increasing, that's great. So right. The state it's budget increasing. Mm-hmm. The state budget is around six billion, and and with inflation, um, the fact that's not going up a lot, meaning keeping right. up with inflation, that's amazing. So our state budget is six billion a year, which again, for comparison, coming from New York City, the New York City budget is a hundred billion. Yeah. And our state budget is like you know like a twelfth the size. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's one of the smallest. I forget it's like the fifth smallest, and per capita it's like fourth or fifth or tenth smallest. It's one of the smallest per capita, obviously, yeah. uh, the state budgets. And, and the fact that it's not increasing within a year or two, it, it might be the lowest per capita yeah. of any state in the United States. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, and we don't have a lot of big state taxes. And we have property tax, which is essentially a locally administered Yeah, most thing. of that's local. So you're, yeah, you're funding your trash and your roads and your schools. And most, I heard there was some, some property tax relief from because the state budget the way it worked to towns allowing right, them. Yeah, yeah there's $100 million that, that came back okay. to towns, which presumably the towns will... Use to okay. reduce pro- awesome, know, property awesome. tax burdens, and and the big thing that that's important to me is the property tax is generally used for local stuff, which is I think the big one is schools, right? So so local uh, government run schools, and because Kate and I, when we have kids, we're going to homeschool 100. percent I don't want to pay five thousand right. dollars a year for <laughs> government to indoctrinate other kids, not even my kid. Right. So we've been trying for years. The Liberty Community has been trying for for years, maybe decades in New Hampshire, to get some kind of voucher or. Um, education freedom account or savings account passed um and finally in the budget we we passed something are you familiar with the the efa bill yep and you can explain the basics of how that works yeah basically it takes the state's portion of what they would pay for your student which i want to say is around four thousand or so uh about two thousand more if they have an iep um like you know special needs or something like that um and it the money follows the kid. So if you want to homeschool your kid, if you want to put them in private school, you want to put them in charter school, uh, whatever it is you want to do, essentially the money, um, that portion of the money can So you can get like $4,000 back? Exactly. The, okay. Yeah, you get your Great. money back. And you, can, you my understanding is you, you can spend it, um, like you have an account. And so you can spend it on anything school related, right? Including Inter- homeschool stuff. Internet, uh, books, paper. Uh, you want to go to take them to the museum. You can reimburse yourself with that. So anything that awesome. might be edu- education related. It's pretty. It's pretty uh, broadly written. How, is my understanding. how are they tracking that? Because I know that there is a big concern that you know that money will then end up in you know families' hands and That's they're, a good question. they're you know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's some. There's there's got to be some type of management. Yeah, I don't know if it'll the, be retrospective or if yeah. you have to submit like everything you do. Right, and like reimbursement them. type thing. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm not sure. But yeah. the, the one of the complaints I heard about it, besides for if you use the EFA program, you have you are more uh, bound to government uh, testing or curriculum, maybe. Right, which is a concern. There's that. And, and the, uh, the big, the biggest concern, I think, is this is not eligible to everyone yet, right? It's only right. those who make less than a certain amount, right. which obviously we would like that to be expanded to everyone yeah, and, not, right. and not punish which, people who make too much money. Which I think it's higher than other states that I've seen. I, I want to say, aren't we at like 90,000? It's like under oh, 90,000 okay. or, or 80,000 or something like that. It's, it's higher than a lot of other states are like under, they have to be under 60 or 65 yeah. or, or 50 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'll have to check that. I thought it was um, close. But yeah, I think we're, we're about to, there's a couple bills in. There's one that's going to expand that. <clears throat> so what it does is it allows the towns and cities to put a vote to their, you know, out locally and if they get 60% passing they can do the same thing locally with their funds 
Awesome. Um, which right now they can't. They don't. The towns have to operate under what the state says. Yeah, you, yeah. you can do yeah. so. Um, don't get me started on Dylan's rule. I know. Everyone <laughs> violates that, and this is my pet peeve. Yeah. So, so the basics is most states um, are like home rule states. So municipalities, like maybe counties and cities and towns, have power to make law. They have legislatures, and like New York City Council can pass laws. They're called the legislative body. In New Hampshire, we're the in the minority of states. It's called Dylan's rule state. And according to Dylan's rule, according to our state law or constitution or, or whatever the makeup is, is towns and cities have essentially no power, almost no power unless the state legislature passes a law, passes a bill, and the governor signs a law, giving that express, explicit power to municipalities. So unless the, the state allows you to do it, municipalities cannot do anything. But in the name of corona fascism and other statism, they violate all the time. And are there any, like, issues or lawsuits or, or are any... Does anyone fight against this? Besides always, me? All, always, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, uh, gosh, I can't remember. There was one I was just hearing about a couple of weeks ago, somewhere nearby, where they, it was, it was just a, it was a small thing, but it was very blatant. Like you can't do that. You can't pass a rule to do that because you don't have permission to do yeah, that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it keeps happening. With, with oh yeah, I awesome. wrote about it like two years ago when Manchester police put up that surveillance camera. Yeah, I said, where in the state that that I like. Was I asleep or in a coma when the state passed a law saying right. city police departments can put up surveillance cameras to spy on everyone without a warrant? Right. And like, and I didn't get an answer. And I wrote a few articles about it, and I th I'm sure it's featured in my book about due process and, and yeah. criminal justice. But with corona fascism, when cities and towns started passing mask mandates, and at a point we had I don't know five, ten, twenty cities and towns, and Hooksett did pass a mask mandate, and now we have you know maybe vaccine mandates in schools. The state legislature, and being in it, you can attest that they never passed a bill no. allowing for towns and cities to do that. Meaning it should be violating Dylan's rule, meaning it right. shouldn't be, uh, you know, in effect, but right. it is. Right, right. exactly. So that's not a big issue. Okay. They, they do it all the time. They do it with little things, they do it with big things, but it's, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's, part of it is just people in local politics that don't understand. But as a legislator, can you do something about this? Um, well, what would I do? I don't, I don't know. Pass another law says I can't do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, you can, we can. Mention it we, to the legislature. I yeah. don't know. I don't yeah, know. I mean, it, that's a good idea. Um, it's probably something that should be brainstormed about i mean you could always you, you can always, put in punishments exactly that's what i think is you can always put in punishments that way when they do break it it's like okay well you know you lose your seat or you got to pay a fine or whatever you know yeah um which i think there should be more of that especially for government positions yep. just because i've been saying forever overreach. the <laughs> government officials are never punished like the constitution they say that's the laws so we have laws for us and the constitution is the laws for government officials and that's what restrains them but not really because the constitution has no punishments the, the federal and the state constitution as zero punishment. So it says yeah, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, and, and um, we have a right to assemble and, and gather and petition. But if politicians violate it, there's zero punishment. Right. So there's no reason not to violate it. Right. As we all know, there are millions of federal and state gun laws, yep. and the politicians who propose and pass those laws and vote in favor of those laws are never punished. Right. Like imagine if they were, you know, I'm not going to say the word, but if they were punished with the punishment for treason, which we all know it is, right. if they were punished for something like that or any punishment, even a fine or lose their seat or some kind of punishment for violating the Constitution, we wouldn't have any uh, congressmen proposing bills like uh, H.R. 127, right. which is a bill in Congress that would ban all guns in the United States. Right. Totally bans all guns. Yeah. Now, again, and it was sponsored by like 250 Democrats, right? So like half the House actually sponsored this bill. Yeah. Um, so they should be punished for it, and if there were punishments, they wouldn't have even proposed the bill because they'd be afraid of, you know, being punished for treason. Yeah. Now, that being said, currently we're going to get to independence in a minute, but I hope the bill passes. If H.R. 127 passes and all firearms in the United States are banned, That's gonna independence so will many, happen. Yeah, so many Within days. a month, we will have states leaving the union. So that's why I wrote a whole article saying I want H.R. 127 to pass. And people said, oh, my God, I thought you were pro-gun. Yeah. You want a gun control bill to pass? Yes, because it's so radical. <laughs> if it passed, even Texas, yeah. the issues, Texas would secede within, within a few months. Yeah, fast there would, they could do well, it. I mean, there would be so many legal challenges. I, I know, but, core, it, but, 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 but yeah, you're right. People would be up in arms over it. Yeah. Literally up in arms over it. But thanks for mentioning that you're going to court because, again, it's a big pet peeve, and I've written articles about this too, yeah. about, about actually a gun rights case. Um, it was... Uh, the NRA, or no, it was New York City versus New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. Okay. New York State sold, uh, sued in federal court, and the Supreme Court, I think, said they're going to hear it sometime soon. And New York City has a total gun ban, like 100%. Right. Um, and people in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, a gun club, said, 
what if we live in New York City and we want to bring our gun to the range outside of the city, maybe? Can we have it in the car? They said no, and they sued. Um, and then New York City switched a letter in the law, meaning the lawsuit is now defunct, and they have to redo it. So that's how they got rid of the lawsuit. They switched one of the gotcha. words in the law, saying, you know, one of the little, little things. So that's right. one of the tricks you could use. Again, all these, like, judicial tricks. But the reason I said these courts, these cases don't matter is we had DC versus Heller, Chicago versus McDonald. They don't matter. Some were decent things about the case. They said that, yes, the Second Amendment gives you a right to keep and bear arms individually, not just the militia, which yeah. is good, but... The, the cases don't matter for so many reasons. Number one, they usually don't rule our way. Number two, they take millions of dollars that I'm not going to donate to the NRA right. and FPC. I'm not going to do it. Right. The FPC is mostly in California, but right. I'm not going to donate millions of my like hard-earned income for cases where you got to pay a lawyer millions like every few weeks to sustain yep. the fight, and it takes years. Um, yep. So it costs a lot of money. So we're sending our money instead of donating a few bucks to Nick White for re-election, we're spending, sending a million dollars to California so the FPC can yeah. fight in a federal court. Yeah. So, so the money, it doesn't make sense, you know what I mean, efficiency. It's not um, efficient at all. Yeah. Secondly, we usually don't win. It takes years, and we usually don't win in courts. Even yeah. DC versus Heller, which was kind of a, a mixed, mixed bag. Um, okay, but here's the, the important issue. DC versus Heller said you have to let them have firearms, and the DC government can ignore it and say, yeah, we're still going to ban pistols in DC. Right. What are you going to do? I want to know, are the Supreme Court justices going to physically go to the mayor of D.C. and beat him up? It's not going to happen, right? Not going to happen. No. Um, same with de Blasio. Um, okay. um, same with New York City. So even, and we've seen this happen before, they, like you just said, they defy the court rulings. Yeah. Um, in fact, the, the court at Manchester Police, remember the Manchester Police with the Nightmare on Elm Street? The, uh, they, they put up the surveillance camera. The court said they made a, like a, a, pre, a pre-crime ruling or a, a pre-judicial whatever ruling where they said before it happened, like a preemptive thing. Oh, okay. Before yeah. you put it up, if you put it up, it's going to be violating Fourth Amendment because you're surveilling everyone, right. you know, and streaming and investigating them on the street, which also violates state law, saying you can't surveil on the street. Um, and and the Manchester PD said, yeah, screw you. And they told the judge to go screw himself. And he said, if you put it up, we're going to have a lawsuit. They put it up. They got lawsuits. Carly Garrick's one of the plaintiffs, I believe. Yeah. So yep. there's, there was a lawsuit. I don't know what happened with it, but I think the camera's still up. So politicians can ignore judges. And the, and the right, most conservatives who believe that courts are gods, and Mark Levin says, the court said, you know, Texas v. White or whatever, or you can't secede, and the courts are gods and I worship them, um, which violates the First Commandment, if you're religious, right, right. saying that the courts are gods. <laughs> so so they, right now, if the Supreme Court, let's say, said all permitting schemes in all states in the United States for guns are legal, do you really think that New York City will stop having a permit process and allow everyone to carry guns? Zero chance, no. right? So that's my point. No. That's what I write in the article. Yeah, the happen. courts are 100% irrelevant. If they rule in a bad way, okay, that is now canon. If they right. rule in a good way, politicians just ignore them. Right. We've seen this, yep. again, with, with New York City, with all the California. And it just creeps, right? Over the years, yeah. every generation, yep. it just creeps and creeps and creeps every day. Didn't we have this with California? Because briefly there was like a stay on the ruling for a magazine ban in California. Right. So for a brief window of 24 hours, yeah. People can order standard capacity magazines of 30 rounds for ARs right. in California. And then after a day or two or a few days. Right. There was a, yeah. Was there another court ruling or another law passed? I think there was maybe, I because don't remember. Was it another law? I don't know. I feel like, or was it a, uh, like an executive order kind of thing? I don't know, but, but yeah, I mean, the point is that yeah, they, they don't the court care, blocks right? it. I mean, the court blocked it, and, and people ordered ARs, and, and I guess what matters is the companies actually started shipping them. Right. Because they opened yeah. the law for a day or two, the companies, and I think like like Magpul, the big company, yeah. said, okay, <laughs> it, it seems like the court ruled that this is unconstitutional, banning magazines, which obviously it is, so we're going to start shipping into California. So again, I'm glad that thousands or maybe a million yeah. more Californians got proper magazines, which is good, but the best thing would be for them to move to New Hampshire so they can have freedom. We have, we have no magazine limits here. Nothing even close. We have no yeah. firearms restrictions or, or limits or anything yeah. here. It's it's pretty much like anarchy. <laughs> I mean, you can you can walk into the state capitol. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just passed. You know, I think we just gun. passed something reaffirming that you can have a gun. You can have a gun on a snowmobile. I don't know if that passed or not. There was no he vetoes. So you knew veto oh, right. the he bill. So right. the the one place we're not we allowed to carry without a permit in New Hampshire right. is like on an ATV or snowmobile. Other than that, we have like literally zero laws. The only law is. Um, Courthouses, which is state or federal, right, and uh, schools is complicated because there's a federal uh, Safe Schools Act or something is federal, which again after independence it won't matter anymore. But technically, according to the federal government, unless you do have a permit, so those who don't have permits, like most of us, because you don't need a permit, yeah. most of us without permits, um, maybe shouldn't carry in schools. Um, I'll plead the fifth on that. Yeah, so that's complicated, but that's federal. But yeah. essentially, besides for the ATV snowmobile thing, because fish and game is, is tyrannical here, the fish and game cops, um, ATVs out in the woods when you're hunting, maybe. Um, 
other than that, we have like zero restrictions, meaning even with that tiny little caveat, we're still probably number one overall in gun rights yeah, in the United States. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty minimal. Our, like all of our gun laws can fit on like half a sheet of paper. I think. Yep, pretty so, much yeah. nothing, yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's really courthouses. Besides courthouses, there's nowhere else you can't carry. And other states have bans on like bars and other stuff. We have none of that here. In fact, whenever I go to the bar, um, you know, I, I carry, and now that I open carry, I open carry bars, and I've never heard anything except, you know, the one place I heard an issue? Murphy's. It's hilarious because oh, it's really? run by a free stater. And so, the, like, the, the bar owned by a libertarian free stater, former state rep, um, one of his waitresses said, Hey, if you're open carrying, I'm, according to your store policy, I'm not supposed to serve you too much beer if you're open carrying, so please just cover it. So I went with this and covered it. And she served the beer and then I uncovered it. Um, but but they, they have a decent excuse. And again, it's reasonable, obviously. If you're at a yeah. bar getting very drunk, open carrying, yeah, it's reasonable. Drunk yeah, people yeah. Playing with weapons and obviously, and when I'm carrying, I don't get very drunk. I'll have like one beer. Because um, I got to drive anyway, but but they have another good reason besides for that. They they had someone like years ago at the bar got drunk, was gonna oh, wow. open his like show his gun to someone and fired off a shot. <gasps> and oh, so so they have a good reason for yeah. being a little more afraid. Yeah. So that's fine. But it was funny. It's just funny. I've never heard anything in other bars. I've gone to plenty of bars open yeah. carrying. My brother open carries a bigger pistol. Yeah. Never heard anything about it. But yeah. besides Murphy's, which is funny, which I still love. They're libertarian. We love them. So that that was just funny that Murphy's like of all places. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a place that you get you get. Some, uh, so, yeah. have you proposed any other bills this term? Uh, I'm trying to think. What else did I put? Um, I put a bill in. Uh, it's, a, it's an energy one. I'm not sure what's going to happen with it. Uh, but it's, it, the idea was, uh, as, we, as we move more and more towards electrification um, of the grid, a lot more solar, a lot more wind, those types of things getting plugged into the grid, uh, the idea is that large producers of that stuff, because uh, right now, like, we have, uh, you know, we've got Seabrook, we've got... Uh, a couple different power plants. Seabrook right? is a nuclear power that's plant? New, yeah. Okay. And so we have, it's not our primary one, that's just backup. Um, but the idea is that if we have large producers, solar or wind or other, uh, and they're committing to put, pumping this much energy into the grid, uh, they also need to, th there needs to be an insurance there where if they pull the plug, the rest of the grid isn't, you know, now we're all paying more for electricity because they wanted to unplug their system for a month for upgrades or something, right? Okay. So the idea is to make sure there's insurance there. And also, like, in the in the case of Texas, right, like, that was that whole thing was a mess. And uh, they don't have they don't have the same – they have deregulation that's very different from ours. Mm -hmm. But what we have here is there's – we have an, we have essentially electricity insurance. We, we, we are contracted – with certain uh, providers to always be on standby in the event that this goes down or cool. that goes down Very or good. whatever. So we have it's it's not a free market at all, yeah, um, yeah. and and it's hard to run electricity in a completely purely uh, you know laissez-faire free market. Um, it can be done, uh, but it's this is we have one of the better systems I good, think good. Um, compared to others. There's there's always ways we can tweak it and make it better, but. Yeah, so that's that's another bill I put forward was to essentially make sure that it you know if you're committing to this much that you're you're uh, you're paying for it or covering some type of insurance or additional costs when you're pulling your system. Awesome. Because you know? like Seabrook does it or, or uh, what's what's the one in there one here? Is it Bo? Books that are Bo. Bo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. If they just unplug, that would be you know yeah. crazy. So there. Uh, and, and not only that, but we're getting a lot more of these smaller. Uh, like solar setups that are one to two megawatts, which is a lot, right? So a lot of businesses that might have a campus or they might have buildings or whatever, go put in a, um, a small, well, it's a large system, but uh, more and more of those are gonna be cropping up just because I think it makes sense financially yeah. long-term. Um, and so, yeah, when you start getting the grid dependent on all these systems, you don't, you know, you wanna make sure there's a backup in place. You wanna make sure there's insurance. You don't want people Makes sense. With an $800 power bill that's normally 80 bucks. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Any other bills you proposed? Um, I co-sponsored a couple that I can't think of right now. There was a cannabis one. Uh, that's, uh, I think that was Andrew Prouts. Um, uh, which that just puts, what it does is it puts, puts it to a vote, uh, I believe. Uh, on the ballot next year so if it's yeah okay. so yeah so and it would legalize cannabis uh basically it would just legalize cannabis until such time as the legislature decides how they want to regulate it if they want to interesting regulate it. Well, well that's smart and we're to get into cacr so a constitutional yeah. amendment concurrent resolution is like the only way in new hampshire where you can get something onto the ballot for the people to vote on right. um, we don't have other like petition ballot measure type stuff 
Um, but the interesting thing is that in New Hampshire, like we've been saying, it is the most libertarian state by far. But why why is New Hampshire lagging behind the rest of the United States as far as cannabis legalization and drug legalization? It's because of dictator Sununu. Sununu is kind of like Republican, Liberty Republican, Democrat, centrist, kind of weird, but not very pro-freedom in most ways that we're seeing now with corona fascism. And he has not supported cannabis at all. And he's been um, you know, vetoing or threatening to veto bills. Um, I think he has vetoed some yeah. cannabis bills, right? Yeah, so has, yeah. um, so that, that has been the holdup. The House and Senate support cannabis, like I think, by big majorities. But a CACR, a constitutional amendment, goes House and Senate and then to the people. It doesn't need right. a governor's signature. So it's weird that it took like legislature that long right. to figure it out. Yeah. But they are politicians <laughs> after all. So it's like simple. Just bypass the governor, go the House and Senate, and then go to the people. And the people, I think, at least – so it would need three-fifths majority, so 60 percent in the House and Senate – each, and then they would need two-thirds of the people. And I do think that at least those I th I think percentages would. in New Hampshire support kind of being Absolutely. legalized. Yeah. So this, I think, has a good shot to pass. I think so. I think it does. Um, the concern is I would love to get Democrats on board. And it's, it's written neutrally and objectively enough that it's like, okay, we're not going to try to tax it now. We're not going to try to regulate it now. Let's just legalize it because we know we have hundreds of thousands of people in this state consuming this mm -hmm. illegally every day. Half of which are state reps. Half of which are state reps, probably. <laughs> I mean, but before 20 rallies, right? So every, like, 420, there's a rally. Yeah. And how many state reps? I know, like, Sylvia, for years, has been going Dozens to that. And, yeah. And very yeah. openly on video, he's yeah. smoking cannabis by the state house, right? Yeah. So by the state house, state reps are smoking, um, and he hasn't been arrested, not just for like, that, anyway. Yeah, right? just open so, yeah. protest, you know, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's, so it's not yeah. really enforced anyway. It, yeah, it's really not. Uh, what It's decriminalized up to, what, like an ounce or a quarter ounce or something mm -hmm. like I don't that. smoke any cannabis. I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, know. But again, I just want things to be to be legal. Right. All right. So <laughs> right. so if those are all the bills you proposed, um, you didn't propose any bills because you're not a politician. Good. No. Um, the, the big one for me, the thing I'm focusing on most, obviously, right now, for a lot of reasons, is CACR 32, Constitutional Amendment, Concurrent Resolution 32. It's a... Uh, constitutional amendment that would put independence on the ballot if it passes the house and senate it would put state independence from the union on the ballot so all constitutional amendments are uh, very important very big and impactful this one even more so obviously leaving the union would be tremendous and it's already gotten a lot of buzz because it was proposed by nine state reps um and he didn't even know about it and you know he, when i first told him he's like dude i didn't know it was being proposed i would have signed on as the 10th co-sponsor and john burt that's another one so john burt wanted to co-sponsor and he said he would and before the deadline, because once it's proposed, you only have a few days or a week or two to call OLS yeah, and sign yeah, on. So John Burt like, was busy that day, and, and he actually was in the hospital, I think, for some operation or something. So yeah. he didn't get a chance to sign on. He was going to be the 10th, and 10 is the limit. So he had 10. That's why we stopped looking. But when That's I told funny. Nick about it, he said yeah, he would have co-sponsored it if he knew that I didn't it was I had heard rumors that somebody was talking about so, it. I, I, yeah, because yeah. I, I didn't know him before that until a few weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. So I had no idea. He was a local state rep who's pro-liberty and independence. So... Um, we have, we have nine co-sponsors, and a few dozen other state reps have said they're going to support it, and a few dozen more said they're going to consider supporting it. Um, in fact, it's going to go to the House Committee on State-Federal Relations first, and it's going to have a hearing in a few weeks. And a, lot, a bunch of those members of the committee already said they're supporting it, and a few more said they might support it. And remember, keep in mind, the committee is 21 members. It's 11 Republicans, 10 Democrats. So Democrats will assume are not going to support it because it's a Republican-sponsored legislation, but also because they probably like the union more than, than Republicans. Um, any thoughts so far on legislation? Um, as far as what, just in general? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would expect, let me just say one thing about Democrats. You would think when something's going to a vote in a Democratic way, Democrats would support that, right? Doesn't that seem yeah, count so, counterintuitive yeah. to what they, they claim to? Yeah, there's two ways of looking at it. In a sense... So the, the legislation, if it passes the House and Senate, it's essentially letting the people vote on the ballot on the measure, and we would need two-thirds of the right. people mm -hmm. in order to actually leave the union. So on one hand, that's a great argument I, I've made with some Democrats saying, even if you don't want to leave the union, if you support democracy, like all Democrats are yeah. more than ever, they're saying so loudly they love democracy, they love voting. Right. We have H.R. 1 and H.R. 4, pro-democracy voting acts and all that stuff in Congress, right. and they all love democracy. Okay, let the people vote. If you don't think your right. constituents are too dumb, if you think they should have a voice and a vote on whether to be in the union, then let them vote. So that's a good argument, and that's one of the big primary arguments I'm using with Democrats who are not on board yet with independence. I say, if you don't support it, that's fine. Please support the legislation or consider it to give the people a vote. Right. 
But if they say no, then we say, okay, so you're saying your constituents are too dumb to be trusted to vote yeah. on whether to remain in the union. Yeah. And then, then it gets tough for them to answer. They have to either say yes or stupid, um, or they have to support the vote. <laughs> so, right. yeah, yeah, that's another good argument. But we, we do have a whole book over here. Um, I can't reach it there, but it's called The Progressive Solution, and it's for Democrats. Yeah, thanks. And it's it's what we're going to give to every Democrat state rep. He'll help me, hopefully, give it to every Democrat state rep called The Progressive Solution explaining why progressives should support state independence from the union. And there are a lot of reasons, and working on another book about criminal justice, why they should support it. So what are your biggest reasons why you're going to support? Because he's one of the reps who's going to support this legislation. What are all the biggest reasons you want to leave I, the union? I mean, well, there's a million reasons. Um, 28 trillion. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the beginning. Um, yeah, I don't even want to get into it. There's just so many reasons. Taxes and the wars. The It's, it's ridiculous. The... The financial markets, that's a, that's a complete nightmare. It's our, our monetary policy. You know, that's one thing that's crazy is we keep changing Republicans, Democrats for the last 50 years. Our monetary policy hasn't changed once. Yep. It's the same. And we don't, even have, we don't even have an economist in there right now, right? We got Jerome Powell. The guy's got a law degree and a political science degree. So he's professionally trained. He's professionally trained to lie and manipulate. <laughs> well, usually he's I, not an economist. I thought most of possessions at the Fed and the the banking regulatory stuff in DC was mostly from the actual financial. It's a lot of finance guys. It's a like lot to go of from Goldman guys. Sachs, the White House, to Goldman Sachs, the White House. Yeah, you should, you get some guys in there like Alan Greenspan, who used to be a big gold uh, supporter and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, maybe he got corrupted. But you get economists and you get smart people in there. But it's so incestuous and there's so much yeah. regulatory capture with finance. It's a joke. Yeah, like, it's it, yeah. just are, getting. Yeah. I, I think. I agree. Just getting the Federal Reserve out of controlling our money, getting out of that system it's, where they yeah. manipulate our money, that is enough reason. Again, that's one reason I list. In my article of 85 reasons, that's one, the mm -hmm. Federal Reserve. And, and that reason right. enough is enough to leave the union yeah. because they manipulate our money. And with the inflation now, that we're, they're finally admitting inflation is not 2% like their target. It's 6 or 10% or 13%, probably more like 30 that, 50%. Yeah, it's yeah. twice that. Yeah, maybe, that. maybe 20 30 50% depending on the exact item. Yeah. So they're destroying our money and killing our savings. So those on fixed incomes and those with savings, they're destroying. I know. My, yeah. my mom lives on a fixed income. She collects Social Security. She can't even cover her rent with her Social Security boost, right? They got like a 5% boost yep. for Social Security, even though uh, inflation's... Uh, 6.8 6.9 officially it's it's ridiculous yeah um, it's it's the silent poor tax right because it affects lower income people way yep. worse than it does because those who have higher incomes are so invested in real estate and the market and etfs and other right. funds and everything that those rise with inflation obviously for, for a lot right. of reasons so right. they are are essentially protected from inflation but it's the poor people who have their money in fiat dollar crap frns and those are losing value every day because they yeah. they buy less at the supermarket every every year those are the ones being hurt by inflation the most. Yeah, that's a big one. You mentioned the wars. That's, again, a massive one. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah. the biggest anti-war libertarian in the world. That's not what brought me into the liberty movement. But yeah. now that I am a voluntarist, I'm very much anti-war, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, like, I, I didn't come from the hippie side of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, pro-defense. I think yeah. I think if we are going to have a government, that's the one thing yeah. it, it probably should do. But, uh, I mean, we waste so much. I mean, we've wasted so much money. Trillions. So many lives. But, but it, if you think about, so the government, we all, we will all admit, if a government should exist which I don't really think it should. I think a voluntarist government could exist, but that's not really called government. It's called private services. Right. But but the government, as we know, it shouldn't exist. But if it, if it should, its one biggest uh, duty should be to protect the people, right? Uh, yeah. Protection of, of the borders. Now, let's think. The federal government, so D.C. politicians, ha are they making us less safe um, or more safe or neutral? I would argue they're making us less safe. Yeah. Who's the biggest threat? It's Taliban. Okay. Why is the Taliban a threat? Because somebody gave them $24 billion worth of weapons. Yeah. Who gave them those weapons? We did. So, so you're saying DC politicians are arming the Taliban. ISIS was created by DC. Right? You see what I mean? Um, yeah. Instability throughout the world. Created by DC. If DC didn't exist, some people would say, but we wouldn't have a military protecting us. Okay, I would counter with, yes, but our enemies were made strong yep. by the federal government. Yeah, yeah. And it's, if it's yeah. not just Taliban, it's also probably China and Russia were oh, propped yeah. up and given weapons. China, the CCP, owns patents, and they own some of the best military technology, or at least strategic technologies, because the U.S. government gave it to them or orchestrated sales of that to them. But also, actually, Hillary Clinton yeah. gave, what, like, the majority of uranium stores in the United States to Russia, right? right? So now someone could say, oh, look, we need a government to protect us from Russia. They have all this uranium, and they're dangerous, and I don't trust Putin. I agree. I don't trust Putin. I'm sure he's an evil dictator, like Xi Jinping and Biden and all the others. But who armed them? It's, it's D.C. arming our enemies. So they make us less safe, not more yeah. safe. Right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's just like with the CIA and cartels 
or the CIA and the opium uh, cartels, all of that. It's ridiculous. Like we're we're we just go in and create these emergencies and then run in like the white knight and we're going to solve it, you know. And here we are, 15 years later, we haven't solved anything and we're leaving with our. Well, it's the classic story <laughs> of government creates a problem and then they say we need more government to fix it. Right. They will literally they would break your legs and then they would give you a crutch in a wheelchair and say. If not for the gracious government, you couldn't get around. Look what we did for you. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, and you have to pay us for those crutches. Yeah, and pay right. us for the wheelchair, <laughs> and pay us sales tax for the wheelchair, and also make sure it's in compliance. Yep. So you have to get it inspected and pay for the inspection every month. That's right. That's right. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Okay, I have an assignment for you, for both of you. Because right. <laughs> I haven't written much about this. I've written a few books, and every book I, I write ends the same way. Spoiler alert. We need to secede. And that's why we need to secede. That's how every book I write ends. And I, I'm working on my fifth book now. So, but I've never written a lot about uh, foreign intervention and uh, military protection, right? Yeah. So, what you guys can do is co-author a book, and I'll help edit. <laughs> about, I'm serious. I, I'm not joking around. I don't joke around. This about, is the thing. Everyone's writing books nowadays. Know, like, yeah. this is the gig well, you economy. Do it. You just do you whatever do now. And and yeah. just a book explaining why the U.S. government military makes us less safe, not more safe. Oh man, there's already been so many books written really? on that. But yeah. I mean, blow, book? I blow, blowback is one of the main ideologies. Um, for every one terrorist we kill, we create ten more. Yep. Um, you're ten times, well, I don't know if this is true. It was true 18, 17 years ago. But you were ten times more likely to be killed by your local police than by a terrorist. I don't know if that's true anymore. That number, that might, now that, we're in trouble. That number right, might now be, we're both getting in trouble. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it, right. it's, like it's, it's, yeah, these it's are actual issue. statistics. Yep. Or they were at some point. I don't know if the yep. current ones are. But. Well, I, I know the actual like statistics of... Muslim terrorists killing Americans. It's not a ton. Right. Doesn't happen a ton. Right. Um, again, I think I think there are a threat. Taliban and ISIS, and obviously, are a threat. I was in the Middle East for four years, so I, yeah, I, I've been you've close seen stuff. it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, they definitely are a threat. They're sick savages. They're violent, and they will not rest until every American and Israeli and Jew is dead. It's that simple. Um, that being said, not a lot of Taliban are killing a lot of my neighbors. None of my neighbors have died at the hands of Taliban. It's just a fact. Right. Um, and, and again, the reason why they now have like hundreds of uh, Black Hawks and you know airplanes and tanks <laughs> is because. Yeah. Of our great DC politicians. Again, if not for them, they would no one would have stolen money from me and Nick and Amber and and given that the money and the weapons to literally the worst enemies: yeah. Taliban, Russian government, Chinese government. That's one like that's one thing. I'm surprised we don't have just like a public tax revolt over like Democrats, Republicans, Independents, anything. Like they're taking your money out of your paycheck and buying war toys and giving it to our yep, enemies yep. like it's ridiculous so so another thing I, I realized a few a few weeks ago and i finally wrote an article a few weeks ago you know how a lot of conservatives say like government waste our tax money like when they tax our money they steal like 30 to 50 percent of our income and they waste it you know it's waste it's frugal and it's crap and they spend too much the air force spends like 1400 dollars per cup of coffee and, and all that stuff yeah. um so so everyone would think that that the government could do a few things with our money they can waste it they can spend it on good, like my roads and hospitals and all the good stuff, mm -hmm. services. They can spend it on, on bad things or like neutral things. Um, but what I realized is that they do very, very little good, right? Mm -hmm. The government spends on maybe 1% or 5 very low percentage of good things. A bit of hospitals, which are terrible, roads, which are terrible. And they do some neutral things maybe. And then they, they do waste a lot of it. So they, they waste billions or trillions. Yeah. But the other, the other thing they can do with it is harm. Literally hurt us. Yeah. Pay the FBI to raid six of my friends and put them in jail and, and charge them with crimes of decades or, or centuries in prison. Right. The crypto six. Yep. Um, yep. The drug war. Yep. Surveillance. Giving $24 billion of weapons to the Taliban. So all the bad things. I think that maybe even the majority of things the government does with money is literally hurting us. So they steal our money yep. and they use it. They don't waste it. I wish they would waste it. Right. They spend it to abuse us. So I, I, I steal your money and right. I use the money to abuse you. I use the money to buy weapons to hurt you with. Yep. I steal your money and I use it to buy cameras to spy on you. Right. It is the worst of the worst <laughs> concept. They yes. steal our money, or you know, some Democrats pay it willingly in the crowd. Yeah, some of us they convince to give it to. Yeah, them. yeah, but they <laughs> use it to hurt us. I was I was once uh, asked if I really believed that taxation was theft, and I was like, absolutely. And they said, well, well, why? You know, taxes do get, you know do so much good, and you know they help with the schools and the roads and all this stuff. And I and I was like, well, it comes down to would you rather would you rather your money and your property be stolen from somebody that you know, just shows up in the middle of the night, or would you rather them show up at your door and be like, we are going to steal your money, but you get to choose. I would rather get to choose, like, where that money is going versus, yeah, I, mean, if, I, don't, if, I don't want yeah. my tax. If I'm going to be robbed of my money, 
Yep. I, well, I want to have a choice well, where that money yeah, is going. Yeah, I, I remember but, this. Yeah, and, and we, were, we were talking about uh, basically the representative government mm-hmm. of New Hampshire versus literally everywhere else we've lived. Um, it, it, it's, it's nice because literally your neighbor is your state rep, right? right. So if they, if they do something ridiculous, some new tax or whatever, yep. you, can, you can go over there and be like, yep. what the hell, yep. man? Yep. <laughs> you know? yeah, of all the governments, New Hampshire is for sure the best mm-hmm. yeah. because we have 400 state reps and they're very accountable and transparent. And you can confront them because you could see them, and, and they have no staff, they have no nothing. So if you call their phone, it's their cell phone. Yep. Um, yep. You know, they're it's not very personal cell me. phone yeah. and yep. yeah, personal email. Yep. yep. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So the the big reasons: taxes, gun control, the foreign wars, the drug war. We mentioned a little bit, and these are just a few of the big reasons. In that article, we have eighty five big reasons that we should be independent from the union. So, all right, any closing statements or arguments for why other state reps should support independence or any other bill you proposed oh, or anything else or any other bill uh, you want to see? No, I'll just leave it at that. No, no closing arguments. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, well, all right, if you know of anyone, any state rep or anyone else who wants to debate independence, I had one debate a few weeks ago. It went pretty well. Um, it was pretty weird. He's, who was it? Who was it with? It was a guy who worked with Yao a little bit. He was okay. a pro-liberty liberty guy, but okay. he debated against secession. His name was Zach Campbell. Um, an EMTA I used to work with. And um, it was a decent debate. He put up a decent fight considering I thought I didn't think there were any decent arguments. He made a few decent ones, and he made some that were totally bonkers. He said, if we leave, we'll have no more Federal Reserve. And I'm like, you're sad about that? Like, why are you upset? <laughs> and uh, he said some weird things. Like, I mentioned if we leave, he asked about, about uh, currency. What would we do for currency? Again, I think that's not an issue at all. Like, a lot of There's countries... There's no reason we can't keep... Exactly. I mean, Bermuda uses exactly. the U.S. dollar. A lot of countries use the U.S. dollar. There's no reason you know, we couldn't yeah. use it. We yeah. can keep using it, but the legislature, which, again, you're, you're part of, you couldn't make decisions for them, but you're part of it, right. I assume they would allow for us to use every currency, right? Yeah, yeah. So we would, unless we you ban to... a certain type, there's no ban. Anyway. Yeah, it's something we would have to regulate at some point, right? So, well, we have to. If, just let people do what they want. Or just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or so just let people do what they people want. If people are free, we could use the U.S. dollar or a lot of crypto or goldbacks or silver. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with goldbacks yet? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, good, good. Yeah, you guys are smart. So, so I, I think... Yeah, so, so bartering and gold and silver, and I have gold backs. I bought and sold with gold backs and some silver ounces. And cryptocurrency, again, we, New Hampshire, we're so set up for this. We're ripe for independence because of all the 50 states, I'm sure we have the highest usage per capita of gold and silver and cryptocurrency. We have tremendous yeah. infrastructure of cryptocurrencies here. So, so Zach said, yeah, cryptocurrency, that's like, it's all comes from the, the drug trade and it's all illegal money laundering. And I'm like... I have no clue how to respond to that. I don't know where you got that from. But oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think the, you understood cryptocurrency. The biggest money laundering in the world goes through Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. Financial yeah. institutions in U.S. dollars. <laughs> and yeah. cash. Like, the U.S. dollars in cash is... Obviously, yeah. It's a, makes it's up anonymous. People mention that cryptocurrencies are anonymous, and it's like, yes, what is cash? It's, it's anonymous. Since the dawn of time, people have been using cash for crimes of all sorts, right. I'm sure. Right. It's anonymous. Yeah. And that's why they're going to ban cash. They're going to make it a, a digital currency that's right. all in the federal. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been moving yeah. that way. Yeah. They're and they're they're scrambling right now too. Um, they're they're so behind the curve. <laughs> yeah, well, they're always behind as far as technology. Like, oh my god, they're, yeah. I'm so happy that they're behind. They're not smart enough, right. fast enough. They don't have the common sense. Right. And as soon as they now they're getting around to. Oh, what is this Bitcoin thing? We're way beyond that. We're yeah. we're yeah. twenty years. Yeah. We're into it's, Monero. It's right? Bitcoin is reaching like <laughs> yeah. maximum. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they're 10, 15 years lagging behind. And now, like, my smart friends are using, like, Monero on Edge Wallet. Like, they're good to go. Yeah. Even if you regulate Bitcoin or if you – and it's not that private. If you – you know, yeah. even if they, they totally get rid of it, again, once the can of worm, worms was opened by, by Satoshi Nakamoto, like, now there are thousands or millions of cryptocurrencies, and some are very private. Right. Um, and, and now we're in good shape, and you can't put that genie back in the bottle. So I think now we're good to go forever. The government's so slow. They're 80 years old, but also they're so slow. They're finally learning what Bitcoin is and finally starting to understand it maybe a little yeah. bit. But it's too late because we're 15 years progressed beyond that in technology. Yep. I forget the name of the phenomenon, but technology evolves exponentially, right? It's like Moore's so, Law, right? Every, yeah. Every t- so now, like, exponentially, power. cryptocurrency right. and what the blockchain's done for technology, it's so out there already, they can't regulate or ban it. So, oh, yeah. So no, that's one of the few things that makes me optimistic. I'm generally pessimistic about, like, freedom and the, yeah. and the, the you know, path of, of freedom in the United States. Yeah. I think independence and cryptocurrency are two of the things that make me optimistic going forward for yeah. the future. Crypto, for sure. I mean, yeah. crypto brings economic freedom. And was it, was it Milton Friedman that was, he said, economic freedom will bring social freedoms. Yeah. They did. They well. They tried to do experiments in South America, right? Uh, what country was it? He was. He was consulting for somebody way back when. I don't know. 
my mind's racing. But uh, uh, but I mean, economic freedom is huge. Like if if and cryptocurrency, I think brings that. Yeah. So bottom line, um, get some cryptocurrency and gold and silver while you still can, while it's uh, somewhat legal. And I even accept. after it's illegal, keep buying it. <laughs> I accept crypto. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. You so you buy so coffee with crypto. Coffee. Good. Yeah. Do you accept yeah. gold backs and silver? Uh, yeah. Sure. I mean, you're the CEO, so you can accept yeah, anything you want. I like yeah. money, so yeah. I'll take yeah. it. No one's offering <laughs> it, yet, but sure. I know. Good. Yeah. So what does it cost for like a bag? Uh, for a bag of uh, 12 ounces of coffee, it's uh, $16. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And I do a subscription, um, which helps me, you know, plan ahead for, you know, the upcoming months. And so it's, it's the price of the subscription is, is 22 bucks, which is the $16 for the bag and then um, five or six bucks for shipping. Awesome. So that price will never, I don't anticipate that price going up. Well, it's inflation um, eventually. If it's priced in dollars, you're going to have to I know, but, you know, whenever, because, you know, these, these beans are a lot, they're, they're pricey, even for mm-hmm. me. Like, for me, for a pound of raw coffee, it's five bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's like, you know, that those prices are going to go up however much. Well, price it in gold backs, and that way it can always be, like, you know, four gold yeah. backs for, for a bag. And that way... If in a year, full go- for goldbacks isn't sixteen dollars, it's twenty seven dollars. Okay, they can't say you increase your price because I price it in goldbacks. That's the importance of denominating yeah, it in a yeah. certain currency. Yeah. Like I, I've said about my books, they're two goldbacks. Like you know, if yeah. that means yeah. eighty dollars right, in a year, yeah. that's fine. But well, yeah. and it's hard because yeah. everyone thinks in US yeah. dollars, yeah. right? It's our default. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, but that's I'm another right. another paradigm I want to get yeah. away from, like pricing it in terms of yeah. of uh, you know cryptocurrency or gold and silver. It's hard because we're so yeah yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, our whole lives we've been thinking in dollars, but yeah. right. again, with inflation, it's going to be hard. You're going to have to increase prices every day unless you denominate it in something else. Mm-hmm. So o- online, it's easy to sign up for the stuff for yep. subscriptions and yep. pay. It's and all online. Credit cards and crypto yep. and everything. I accept credit cards. There is a process to go through for crypto, but um, you know, if if we meet in person, I can easily set it up and you know just put you on the subscription list. Awesome. Uh, Good. So you give your website again. What's your website? PorcupineCoffeeRoasting.com. Awesome. And how do people find out more about you and follow your legislative stuff? Or you don't uh, have a website, do you? I do technically. <laughs> uh, Nick, it's NickWhiteStateRep.com. Awesome. But, uh, I have. I mean, it's a campaign website. I don't read. I don't update. Okay. It. I don't do social media. I don't blog. I okay. might. I might change it. I might. You might have to blog. start writing articles for the yeah, blog. Yeah, I'm probably going to start blogging pretty soon. I think. Um, tw- I, I, I don't do Twitter. I don't do any of that. It's uh, smart. I yeah. I social media is bad. It's yeah. Yeah, we don't even. We haven't even scratched the surface on the. Uh, negative psychological effects of social yep. media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yep. that's, yeah, I gave that up. Uh, as soon as, like, right or, right around the time of the election, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> Not worth it. Smart. Good. So. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. We'll have you guys on sometime soon. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for now you got to go write that book. you got to write the uh, articles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Definitely come on in a few months and tell us how legislation is going and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we're Soft looking forward to CACR 32. Sure. All right. Thank you very much, and I'll see you guys soon. Check out libertyblock.com for more.